Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I am Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check us out on our website at arcadiacognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA. Please help support the show by checking out our Patreon site, where for just a few dollars, you can have access to all kinds of episode extras, videos, and short tutorials that are updated weekly. Just click the link in the episode details that says support the show, and it will take you directly to that site. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. On today's episode, we are joined by Navy SEAL John McCaskill, who is here to talk about mental performance from a perspective that you probably aren't expecting. John is currently transitioning out of the military and is doing some incredible work with an organization called Veterans Path. Please check out the links in the episode description for more information. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. That intro front, and then we'll just go ahead and kind of jump in and get started, if that's cool with you. See you today, man. Everyone's ready? All right, John. Well, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I know you've got your own podcast going on and and all that. But uh, just to kind of right now start out, you're still uh, active duty, right, in the military and the Navy. So yeah. just as a disclaimer, as always, the, th- the thoughts and views expressed on here are your own. Do not represent the Department of Defense or your unit or anyone, right? So I yeah, was like to, to put that out there. But but right now, uh, you're so you're a Navy SEAL uh, commander or lieutenant commander. I can't remember. It's commander, a, yeah, yeah, commander in, in the Navy, and you're currently on what they call the the Skill Bridge uh, uh, program. So give us like a quick kind of down dirt in what that is, because that leads into what you're actually doing. Yeah, uh, awesome. Well, first, thanks guys for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to kind of share a little bit about uh, who I am and what I'm doing, and, and more importantly. Uh, the the skills that I'm hoping to bring to some people and and then a little bit about SkillBridge. Um, so yeah, uh, Navy SEAL Commander wrapping up my career here in August and through SkillBridge and actually an extension through SOCOM, um, I've been given the opportunity to work for a civilian organization uh, through the last several months of my military career. Uh, yeah, so DOD has a program called DOD SkillBridge, under which each one of the services has their little particular requirements. But for most intents and purposes, the the idea is if you get your commander who has to be an 04 or above uh, to actually approve, not, not commander in rank, but commander in position, to approve your working for a civilian organization and there's not a conflict of interest between that civilian organization and the military, then you can, in fact, go out and do uh, do some work for them. There's just, uh, there's some paperwork that has to be filed, but for the most part, it's one of the easiest things I've done in the in the military as far as bureaucratic red tape. There was hardly any, uh, so I was surprised. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm doing an internship with a, a nonprofit called Veterans Path. And in Veterans Path, we are introducing vets to mindfulness and meditation. That's that's awesome. So let's just kind of jump jump right into that. And we've got we've got other folks on here on that Skill Bridge program. I think it's a really cool concept. Uh, finally, the DoD awesome. is ta- is taking responsibility that we need to set guys up for success, not just boot them out like coming back off right. of deployment and then two days later <laughs> they're out the door. They don't even have all their kit turned in yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and, and quickly, John, uh, you know, coming from a 
uh, former military and former police background, I can tell you that this is a fantastic thing to learn about. And everybody that we've talked about said that that transition time was well worth it. Uh, I can give you an example. Shell and I decided, okay, our CEO was also a copper back in uh, uh, metropolitan Detroit. And we decided, okay, we're going to pop yellow smoke. This is the end of our careers. What we're going to do is go out with grace. So we had everything that was planned, turned in all the gear, everything. And uh, that was our last night on the road. And we, we, we had an incredible night on the road. And it was really, uh, you know, a, a, a emotion-inducing moment. And so we leave. We have our stuff in the car. We're completely checked out, signed out. And I go, i got to run back in. I can't remember what it was. But on the second floor, I had to go up to the DB and drop something off. So I come by the front desk. And the guy at the front desk goes, can I help you? <laughs> and you're, sitting there, you're sitting there thinking, I sweated for you, I bled for you, I killed for you, I died for you, all these other emotions. And here this kid that's still on FTO ha has no idea who I am. It's like behind a velvet robes, pal. And that's crushing. The, the, the uh, emotional severity of that laser hitting you. you, you listen, coppers uh, go to work at an emergency room the minute that they quit their job being a, a night guard at the emergency room because they can't do anything else. They don't know what else to do or they blow their own yeah. brains out because they're going, I was in charge of the world. I was in charge of this AO and, and inside of this grid square, nothing happened without me. And then all of a sudden you're gone, you know? So, right. so that transition from the military was the same thing. It, when you're talking about ETS, Brian and I were talking about the other day, talking about ETS and I got a ringing in my ears from the explosions and stuff. And the guy goes, you still got that ringing in your ears. You're going to be in a couple more days because we got to get that checked out or you can leave on this bus right now and we're like see ya so <laughs> yeah. uh, that dichotomous signal that you're getting you know you in a position because because you were an enlisted and an officer and and then all right. of a sudden get kicked out uh geo they know that they're going to go to general motors or they're going to go to to you know uh, uh some major corporation uh they've already got it what about you you know so i i, I think that's a great uh, approach brian because it scared the hell out of me you know, right. because there there was no net. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's it's that that transition. It sounds like you're kind of already not just because of this program you've in with, and then with Veterans Path, of you're you're actually involved in that, and then that work that you're doing now is going to help yourself, right? You get to physician sure. heal yourself, right? So oh, yeah, absolutely. So you're and and you're in it, this space, and we'll get in to it in detail, but in, in about mindfulness and, you know, uh, everything oh, goes with it. Yeah. So, so on that, I always ask what, you know, give your definition of what that is, because there's a lot of stuff out there, people talking about mindfulness or this, and there, there's different buzzwords that come up. And there's some people that, that have, or, you know, are really trying to do good. And there's some people that are just jumping on a bandwagon, trying to make a buck. You know what I'm saying? So, so what sure. is it to you and what is it that has helped you? Because that my big and we talked briefly on the phone last week and it yeah. was great because uh you know you're coming from you know a navy seal background so you know elite unit uh type a personality type of guys uh but at the same time also when we get around those people in those units like there's also like a little bit of experimentation right guys are willing to try and do anything if it helps their performance right so i think that's sure. kind of where you come from so so get into that what your definition is and and, and what it means to you first of all yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, uh, we are big time experimenters. I mean, if there's a if there's a new supplement out there or a new type of workout, I guarantee a team guy has tried it out. Someone's gonna try um, it. So, yeah. As long as it's not illegal, and, and even sometimes if it is, yeah. Or if it is, we're just, just gonna let let Doc know, like, hey, man, yeah. this is what I'm doing. Yeah. 
But uh, the, the, the way that I got introduced to it, and, and honestly, um, kind of being a team guy was one of the reasons I didn't try it initially because, uh, you know, we kind of, we are these type A personalities, aggressive, and the stereotype of meditation is, is that it's for the weak um, or the weak of mind, one or the other. And I sat down with a psychologist because I honestly was struggling with some uh, stress and anxiety of my own. And uh, it was affecting me personally and it was affecting me professionally. And the psychologist recommended that I try mindfulness and meditation. And first of all, I didn't know what mindfulness was. and We'll get into that here in a second. And then meditation, because I had that stereotype in my mind, I was not prepared to start it. I was not prepared to try it out. Even though he was like, yeah, it's going to help. It's still that stigma was there. Right. Um, but then when he, when he did lay it out, hey, here's the data. Here's the science behind it. That's when the team guy in me was like, oh, yeah, all right, I'll try it out. It's going to help mm-hmm. me be a better team guy. Yeah, absolutely. So tried it out for a couple of weeks, went back to him, didn't, didn't think it was working. And he was like, well, that's like going to the gym for two weeks and thinking that you're going to be a bodybuilder or something. It's not how it works. So like, all right, got it, doc, eat some humble pie, go back home and try it out again. Tried it out for a couple of months. And then I started to see differences in, in how I was handling things. And people started to notice differences in me and how I was handling things and how I was performing both at work and, and at home. Uh, and, and so I started to really embrace it, read all about it as much as I could and start to share it with, with friends and family. Um, so it, it does uh, get misused quite often. You've got mindfulness, kind of if you can picture a Venn diagram, got mindfulness in one circle and you've got meditation in another. And there is a little bit of overlap between the two, but they're not synonymous. I mean, mindfulness is being present uh, in, in the here and now or being aware of the present in the here and now and, and doing so without any type of judgment. Whereas meditation is setting aside very deliberately, setting aside some time to, you know, focus on a mantra, focus on um, your breath, focus on a bodily sensation, and then the overlap between the two. So mindfulness, mindfulness-based meditation is setting aside that time to focus on the here and now and being very deliberate about it. So you can you can eat mindfully, you can drive mindfully, you can work mindfully um, but uh, then meditation is you know actually stopping you can, you can meditate while you sit in a chair you don't have to be in a lotus position or anything to do that you can lay down and meditate but it's still the time that you're setting aside to, to be very intentional and, and do that that practice so, so you so you you said that like you started immediately notice some effects and then you said other people notice the effects so what what did it specifically you know learning this understanding what did it specifically do for you so specifically what it did for me initially um after a couple of months where i noticed that i was starting to pay attention to the very moment the here and now was and it's kind of a touchy feely story but still it'll it'll get into a little bit more here in a second but I had a, a six-month-old daughter at the time. Now she's almost three. Um, and I was feeding her at night, right? And when I was feeding her, I was thinking about the next day and kind of having some anxiety about the next day or, or I was worried about something that I screwed up the day before or whatever. And I wasn't paying attention to the little girl that was right there in my hands. And um, after practicing mindfulness and meditation for a couple of months, when I was feeding my little girl, 
I realized I was focused on my little girl and nothing else, like how special she was in that, that very moment. So yeah, sure, that's a little touchy-feely story. But where uh, things kind of got um, better at work is I was far more productive, more focused. Uh, I wasn't um, anxious when somebody brought me something that was like, hey, I need this by such and such deadline. I was like, okay, yeah, got it, boom. I'll take it on, take it for, take it for action. Um, and I was able to do that. Uh, I was able to sleep better at night, which once I was sleeping better, I was able to perform better physically. So getting back into the gym. Um, so it really kind of the human performance circle, it, it really filled out that circle. I was able to perform better in, in all realms. So yeah, it helped tremendously. Now, now we're all about human behavior, but I got to ask you an emotional content question. First of all, for sure. our, our viewers and listeners, both of them that hopefully are off work today and, and listening to us uh, while they're watching the Game Show Network. The idea is this. Uh, 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 people that don't know John, uh, he's from L.A., uh, lower L.A., the Louisiana one. But the uh, idea, how is it, how is it that you were uh, tip of the spear, tier one, and now all of a sudden you switch channels and you're a goat yoga doing uh, granola eating, patchouli wearing. I mean, listen, most of the people that, that tune into our broadcast, we've got people from everywhere, but a lot of them are coppers or first responders or LE or, uh, you know, military guys. And, and a lot of them are from the teams. How is it that you didn't get choked out and have to tap out when you come in? You've got to agree that that's a novel thing, right? I mean, yeah. I, I bet you got some grief for that. Is that a fair statement? Well, you know, it's surprisingly, I didn't, I didn't get near the grief that I thought I was going to get. So, uh, and that initially was where I wasn't sharing what I was doing. So I was, I was practicing at home, right. um, for, for lack of a better term, kind of in secret, in, in the closet. That's great. I was in the meditation closet and, uh, and then, then my performance started to improve and people saw that I was, you know, I didn't have the black rings under my eyes and people came up to me. They're like, Hey man, what are you doing differently? And at first I was like, well, I'm eating better. I'm working out. And that's, I was, I yeah. was doing that. Um, but it was because I was meditating and eventually I was like, okay, well, I'll tell you, man, I'm, I'm meditating. And I was a little embarrassed, quite frankly, initially. And I thought I was going to get laughed out of the freaking room and, all the people that I've told after that were like, oh, yeah, really? Tell me. How did you get introduced to that? Tell me more about it. Yeah. And and the reception was completely different than what I had anticipated. And it goes back to what Brian was talking about, is people are willing to hear about something that is going to help their performance. Yeah, and once I, once I said, hey, it's helped me perform better and feel better, rather than, hey, it's, it's just me being <laughs> a yeah. granola yeah. eater, yeah. Then, <laughs> then guys were willing to listen. And, and right. not just willing to listen, but wanted to hear more. And so, uh, man, the, the reception has been phenomenal. I, I, uh, I'm super happy with the, the, the way people are wanting to learn more daily. I mean, hence my being here talking to you guys, because uh, people want to know. And, and that's, uh, that goes into it because you kind of mentioned something. You felt, filled that block of your overall human performance. And I, I think people forget about yeah. that, especially guys like, all right, it's about what's, what, what's the right food I need to eat? What's the workout mm -hmm. I need to do? What's the training? What drills should I be doing at the range? And then we come yeah. in with the same thing like, 
hey, we're about cognitive performance. We're going to teach and you cognitive how to, fuel, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how, how to how to literally sense make and problem solve faster. You got to get right. faster mentally. How often do you do you exercise between your ears? Right. We always make the joke. Right. Everyone wants to go to the range. Everyone wants to go. <laughs> everyone wants to go lift weights. All right. What yeah. what are we doing up here? And that that gets into a number of areas, and that's why. I like all this when it's approached from a performance perspective. Like it's not about peace, love, and hair grease, man. It's about perform. <laughs> it's all about performance. Exactly, but 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 you you know that that's the stigma that goes along for it. for so long. One of the things that fed uh, uh, coppers having heart attacks and and uh, people from high stress jobs blowing their brains out was was that you had to close the bar. You had to be the last person that was there at off duty roll call. Uh, you were chugging the 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 white horse, uh, uh, you know, uh, bourbon, uh, and everybody was coming up to you, and and you were lighting it on fire, and and you know, uh, uh, making smoke rings come out of your ears. You had to be that person. You had to be tougher, stronger, faster. Be at the gym the next day, and none of this stuff was bothering you. And get a tattoo inside of your, uh, uh, you know, lower lip. <laughs> and you know, if I pass out, feed me more. Uh, uh, so the idea is that that was such a, an ingrained in everybody. That's the way that you were. Yeah. And then Hollywood picks up on that. And there's not a uh, chief of police that doesn't have a bottle in their drawer. Uh, no, you know, every one of the, the coppers is a misfit and, and, uh, you know, d- d- lost his old lady because he just didn't, and he's misunderstood. And, and you know what, welcome to the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. We all have PTSD. <laughs> we all made those mistakes. And the problem was we were going about trying to feed ourselves wrong. We, we, we were doing everything backwards and nobody was stepping up and saying it. And when somebody did step up and say, it, we criticized that person for being weak. We share totally. a, a common friend, you know, uh, Paladini, pal, my pal, Michelle. Uh, yeah, see, he thinks he's so, he thinks he's so clever for coming up with, Oh, she's with my pal. pal. <laughs> you know, to, uh, I'm the only one that ever came up with that. That by God is copywritten somewhere. Uh, and Marin, I believe it. So that's all that matters. But the, the idea is Marin, Marin is so cool. And Marin gets her uh, to come on and pod. And uh, the idea was that I'm sitting there as an old soldier, an old copper, uh, the CEO of the company is a female copper, first one to work the, the road in a, you know, a dynamic uh, fashion in a bad district on midnight shift and stuff. So we're all ready to you know, crack down that wall and say, you, know, you can't uh, have both ways. You, you, you can't be sitting there and doing the mindfulness training and be out on the road cracking heads and arresting your way out of situations. And the great thing was she disabused you right away. And the first couple of minutes, she's like, you're not going to be arresting your way out of this problem. This is a thinking man's game. This is how we do it. And it was wonderful. It was a wonderful pot, a wonderful person. I started listening to some of your pods and, and a lot of them are formulaic and that's not an insult, but you know, yeah. everybody comes on and they got a script and they want to read their script and they want to, you know, you know, promote their book. Uh, 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 Andy Reese deliberate discomfort. We get it. Okay. We love the book. Yeah. It's a great thing. The, the same thing with Petard. You get what I'm saying? With Petard and Wes Bryant, they're great guys, but they're trying to sell a book. So with you, John, the idea that we wanted to come on is like, uh, November was resilience month. Uh, December and January, we, we devote to suicide intervention and prevention. And, and we all lost a lot yeah. of friends doing that. You know, uh, Friday, everybody wear red. So we remember yeah. everybody deployed. Well, frankly, the calendar gets full. And if we're going to devote our time, we want to uh, uh, have people know when they're on the X, be able to move off of the bubble, be able to move that bubble forward. And, and the way that we've devoted our lives to do that is, is human performance, human behavior, pattern recognition analysis. 
uh, is a laser and a flashlight that doesn't just go out. It comes back. You got to look in a mirror and go, hey, am I ready for the day? Am I ready for command? You know that as a commander, you know that you wanted to take every reign and you wanted to do everything on your own. You never wanted to delegate. You wanted to sleep <laughs> the entire time, right? So when you were deployed, yeah. hey, I'm not going to sleep because I have to be there to make those command decisions. How did you, how did you slow down enough? I mean, what was it? Because there's yeah. all of these cataclysmic moments. What happened in your life other than just the, the baby, which is a great story. I'm crying here with that, but, <laughs> but there's other stuff that I comes know. up. When, when do you know that you're at that limit? When that Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. When was it for you that hit you? Yeah. Like, hey, I got to do something. Maybe this is the answer. That epiphany moment, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> man, this could be a long podcast if I get too much into it. All right, buddy. Go for it. We got time. So, yeah. In, in all honesty, um, I never got the opportunity to command a SEAL team. Um, I, uh, I commanded the platoon. I commanded men on the battlefield, but I never commanded the full team. And uh, we'll get real personal real quick here. But the reason that happened uh, was um, my sister was married to a guy that ended up beating up on her. And uh, I called the guy and basically I was going to tell him, hey, man, you lay another hand on my sister and I'm going to hurt you yeah. <laughs> uh, in not those words. And uh, so he didn't answer because he saw who it was that was calling. So I took it upon myself to send him, send him some texts uh, using some colorful language, telling them basically what I just told you guys. And, uh, and in all honesty, I got in a little trouble for it. I got brought mm -hmm. up on electronic harassment charges. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and the, the, uh, scale of justice or whatever it's called, uh, didn't serve the, the way that I thought it would. Right. And, uh, luckily he's gone, he's out of the picture. Good. Uh, but, but because he had rung this, this uh, law bell and brought brought me into uh, put me on under charges. Um, yeah, uh, the Navy got involved and NCIS got involved. Yep, and they they like swabbed my cheeks and like took mug shots and treated me like a complete criminal. Anyway, uh, long story short, that prevented me from leading uh, in command as a commander. Um, so. Uh, that was one of the things that I really struggled with. I was like, I was pissed yeah. at myself oh, yeah, for, for being stupid. I was pissed at it, the, the situation. Yeah. I was pissed at a lot of things. And um, that's one of the times that I was actually talking with the psychologists. And that's what introduced me to meditation. So in all honesty, if I would gotten a chance to lead a team, I don't know that I would have found this, or at least not when I did. Right. Um, so the, the guys who do find it, I mean, and I, and I've spoken with several team guys, uh, both on the enlisted side and the, and the officer side who do in fact practice meditation, but they, the fact that they found it while they were operational is, is unbelievable because yeah. they, like you mentioned that there's just no time to right. stop, but now that I'm on this side, I am talking to those guys and look that it does help you to become a better operator. It does help you to be a better thinker on the battlefield. Um, people are like, well, why would you want to teach this to military folks? You're going to make them uh, oh, come better on. killers. Yeah. 
well, why would you not? Yeah, you're gonna right. make them it's, better, better operators, better yes, thinkers exactly. on the battlefield. Exactly. And perhaps, yeah, perhaps because they're thinking more clearly, they don't shoot when they shouldn't have to right and, that's, and that's what we're all about too situation. you can psychologically de-escalate because part of the junk exactly. you're bringing is that your cup is full you know so so you're going yeah. in there and and you have to contend with your stuff and the stuff that you're seeing and if you keep already redlining yeah, yeah and, 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 and yeah. Every, everyone has their way of articulating john have you heard it's like you know we got well you can go back to we always teach just yorks dodson and how performance works but but you know your ooda loop and different uh Cooper's yeah. color codes and all that stuff but when we always like to give everyone just everyone's got a cup right? You, you're holding the cup and maybe because of yeah. your experiences and training and your cup is, is larger than everyone else's, but do we ever yeah. walk around with that empty? No, we fill it up with whatever we got going on in our life. And, and, and if it's becomes full, like it's, it, it's going to spill over, something's going to get added in there and it's going to spill over on whatever that situation exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And for, first of all, too, like, I, I appreciate you uh, sharing that story, man. Cause like, I'm, getting, I'm literally getting angry just thinking about that. <laughs> Cause I get it, man. Like I had that issue too, uh, years ago where like, I would it just, I didn't know I had anger issues and I was, we were working actually on pound. Could you not know you exactly So <laughs> for five minutes? So, so I would be like, you know, um, that we were working around to these big brain behavioral scientist folks who are awesome people doing this human performance testing out on Camp Pendleton of like, you know, different training scenarios and doing cortisol tests and how do you inoculate? Yeah. How do you do all this? So There's really cool stuff. And they were awesome people. And I was one of the people running the, running the teams through the, through the training. And so we were, I was like that buffer for them or filter to be like, Hey, what would, would this make sense? What does this mean? And I'd be like, no, or they're not going to get, or you're not, that's not going to get you what you want. Do it this way. So I had yeah. a really cool job. And but I would always talk to them about stuff. And one of the things was, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, so they, I have some of those issues that came up about anger. Something was like, yeah, the other night, this guy said something, man. And I just wanted, I just like, all I could think about was just caving his face. And I wanted to bounce <laughs> it off the bar. I go, but I didn't, I took a breath. I walked out, I went home and you know, just sat on my couch and had some bourbon. And they were like, okay, Brian, you know, uh, exactly. you, had, you have horrible anger issues. I was like, no, I didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't do anything though. I, I, I de-escalated, I went home. They're like, yeah, you realize you, that situation did not warrant you getting that angry. And I was like, I never looked at it that way. <laughs> no, and it was just an epiphany moment. Like, oh, so you're saying I'm the problem. <laughs> Got it. Got the, it. the other, the other right. page, you know, the, the obverse of that coin is is very simple uh, conducting interviews with you know homicide suspects on the street and somebody will tell you these guys aren't going to talk to you they're the toughest street gang in this ao you're never going to be able to get anything out of them and it's the same when you go to every place i've ever been in the world it's all the same but everybody's got their story about this nut you're not going to be able to crack you get them into the room you let them look at the door. You tell them they got the key to the city in their pocket or they're going to jail for the rest of their life. And it's Tommy was there and Billy was there and everybody, you know, tells everything, no matter who they are. And the funniest thing about is the higher up you go in the organizational chart in the military and the coppers, they have this facade and they say, I'm not telling shit to anybody. I am not going to share with you my moments with my children or with my family or with my wife. We sit down with them for five minutes. You turn the podcast on and they're going, so I uh, buried a guy in the desert. And, then <laughs> when I was from a, and, yeah. and the great thing is about it, yeah. why? Because we feel a kindred spirit in certain groups that we grow into, go into and we feel yeah. like we can share with them. You know, in the first couple of minutes talking to somebody, okay, this is safe. I'm now in that safe area and I can talk about those things. And it really yeah. feels good to talk about that stuff that you've had bottled up your whole career. And, 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 
you know, you think, hey, I'm going to go up in front of the judge and I'm going to wear my blues. I'm going to have a, you know, get out of jail free card. I'm going to do this. And you know what? Pendulum swings. Not so much anymore. And the other <laughs> yeah. thing is you're thinking about what you did. Hey, you, you, what you did was a low calorie intervention that that 20 years ago, somebody would have said, why didn't you take a two pound sledge weight yeah. and go visit this yeah. guy? Right. OK. Right. But, but yeah, that's now that's like, just you... not the way things are anymore. And so all of a sudden your career's in jeopardy. And you know what your career is? Your career is being a teacher and being a mentor to other people that are going around the world killing bad guys. It's, it's like we lost sight of that. So when we talk mindfulness, there's no, there's no difference between mindfulness and situation awareness. People misuse the term situational awareness all the time, thinking that it's that it's some kind of a, a magic act or parlor trick. It's not. It's being aware of the moment where you are in that environment, whichever yeah. environment it is, and then being aware of what other influences are around you. And if you can manage those faster and better than a likely opponent, you win. And, and that's what, yeah, the, bottom line, that's what it's about. That's, that's yeah. why we were so drawn to your story. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it goes into, I always think it, which I love because same thing, we take it from the performance perspective. And that's why when we've done some of the resilience stuff, we've done like suicide prevention stuff, sexual harassment, assault prevention programs. Right. And we're always like, yeah. you know, cause everyone's like, Oh great, here we go. I got to sit down and learn about this crap or yep. whatever. And we're like, no, it's not about that. It's not about touchy feely and this and Hey, be careful of others. It's like, look, man, like you think faster, get better at it, get a, become a better critical thinker, observe these things before they occur just because we're teaching about suicide prevention doesn't mean you can't use that same skill set to go see who the bad guy in the crowd is, right? I don't know what they're going to do right. and lash out or lash in, but you'll pick up on it. And, and to get to, because there's a lot of, uh, remember all this stuff, if, especially if it's going to be instituted in the military or anywhere, it has to be studied, poked, prodded, all this stuff. And, and I get it. And that's good because that's, there should be rigor behind it. Right. And like our, our programs and the stuff Greg has written all been poked and prodded by everyone you could possibly imagine like, Hey, this thing works, but it, it, there's always a disconnect between academia researchers and then people and actual people on the ground at a functional or tactical level right. and stuff. And right. it goes back to those behavioral sciences I was working with. It was, um, it was on Pendleton. It was during like the late fall when like the Santa Ana winds will pick up. It brings this crudded yep. desert and you just like, you're just like nose is running. You're just miserable. I get the sinus infection. So I'm out there working like that and I'm like popping like the, the Advil cold and sinus you got to get from the pharmacist, like their Tic Tacs. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking those like, you know, the emergency, you know, vitamin C things. Yeah. And one of them, she's like, Hey, you know, um, those things don't actually work. I go, what do you mean? So they go, those vitamin C packs, like what they say and what it does, actually, they think it's more placebo effect. And I go, so you're telling me I take this and it makes me feel better and I perform better. And she's like, well, no, but it doesn't technically actually work. I go, but when I take it, it makes me <laughs> yeah, feel better pretty, exactly. and therefore I perform better. And she couldn't get past that. I go, you're never going to understand working with the military if you don't exactly. understand that. If I think it works then it works. So exactly. if it works yeah. for me, then it, then it works. So, so not, not saying that's what mindfulness or anything is, but, but that's the whole idea behind it is like, look, it, if this is something that I can learn and it transfers anywhere, you know, that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Couple that Brian with, with everybody on this broadcast and many of the people that listen, uh, you can't come in and say, don't run with scissors. We all been running. With, <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been running with scissors since we're eleven. Do you get yeah. what I'm trying to say? So the idea is, how do I run with scissors without killing you or yes. me in the process yeah. and still have a wicked lot of fun? So, so the idea is that you got to be doing that. So, how did you? How did you turn this into a business plan? What What was your idea? Because there's a 
Yeah, Ryan get said into it the earlier. There's a path, lot of yeah. people in the market. Sure. What separates you? Why do we listen to you? And and I know why. I'll tell you my personal story later why why we were drawn to you. But there's so many yeah. out there. What's different about John? Yeah. Well, in all honesty, um, I I did not do a business plan. Uh, I I kind of came up with an idea. Hey, because people were starting to listen to me as I was teaching them meditation or teaching them about mindfulness. And I was starting to develop my my egress plan, if you will, from the military. Um, I was like, okay, well, I can develop uh, a a nonprofit that does this. Okay, got it. Um, but then when I started to do my research, Veterans Path already existed. I didn't create Veterans Path. I I, right. I fell in on Veterans Path. It was created by two women out in in Berkeley, California. Funny enough. That's uh, hilarious, teaching. by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and and uh, so Lee Lesser and Chris Horton, they founded it, um, and they brought it to veterans because they realized veterans were struggling with stress injury and moral injury, and and knew that what they were experts in could help vets. Now, <clears throat> neither one of them are vets themselves. They've helped hundreds of vets since they founded the organization but they're not vets themselves. And last year, Lee and Chris were looking to basically do a, a turnover of leadership of the, of the organization. And they wanted a civilian and they wanted a vet. And the civilian is David Drake. He's the executive director. And then there's myself as the deputy executive director for Veterans Path. And the reason that they wanted a veteran was obviously because we could relate to other veterans. We can a lot of people can relate, right? But there's like really getting down to the nitty gritty about what we saw on the battlefield, what we did on the battlefield. Yep. Um, that is a part that very few people can relate to unless you've been there yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so that is why other team guys are able to listen to me. That's why other <clears throat> combat veterans outside of Naval Special Warfare are able to listen to me because I have been there and I have done that. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, in Naval Special Warfare, you know, we talk about being quiet professionals and not advertising what we do or seeking recognition for our actions. But then there are guys when they get out and they write tons of books um, and they, you know, they're, they're looking to make a buck off, off being a team guy. Um, you know, basically we call it selling the trident. Selling the trident. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yes, I do have on my LinkedIn and, you know, on, on, uh, different broadcasts or podcasts that I've been on, it does say Navy SEAL commander, but I'm not doing it to make a buck. I'm doing right. it to help other people. It's, it's, and that, it's, that, it's establishing credibility there. is what it is. Instant exactly. credibility. Right. Exactly. No, it's you don't have thing. time for that dick measuring contest every time you walk into a room. <laughs> yeah, and I'm and sorry it, to say that, but yeah. that's absolutely the truth. But, but we face that same but problem, it's, Brian. It's, it's the same thing, even though like same thing. Like I've been doing this human behavior stuff with Greg for years, right? Yep. And I went to, uh, uh, you know, I got a graduate degree at USC, all that stuff. Like when we go in front of law enforcement or something, Greg goes, hey, Brian, he's a Marine sniper because yeah that other stuff they don't understand but i they say right. that, like, hey with multiple combat tours and then he did yep. this overseas and this they go oh okay like it's just it's just that not to be hey look how cool i am or look at all the exactly. places it's it, just yeah. if for some people they need to it where but but in the academic which is hilarious because we're always working with all kinds of big brain folks 
if you don't have the degree, they're like, well, what have you done? And you Greg's the only one like, I've written programs that- All the programs like, that studies. you're teaching right now, I was the one that wrote there's, them. And they go, yeah, yeah. but you're self-taught and you're not a PhD and we're PhDs. Yeah. And, you know, you got you to get past that. But, you have to, but you're, yeah. You're so right uh, uh, to, to be able to come in that way. Uh, just just uh, uh, briefly, uh, we know a lot of the same people. We ran in a lot of the, the same areas. And right. uh, the way that I think about it is, is quite simply this. I'm impressed any time that I meet a SEAL or a Ranger or a Delta or any of those other guys. Thanks for your service. You've done the world a great service. Now, you come out and you have a company, and generally the company is, has something to do with your own name. That's all good, too, because there's a recognition and a branding that's got to go with it. But if you can do the skill, but you can't transfer the skill, then I'm not impressed. Because you're yeah. supposed to be able to do the skill. You're supposposed to be able to do the one-arm chin-ups and, and uh, <laughs> uh, throw the grenades into the room. And, and so we encounter these guys on the road all the time. Yeah. And, and they're all in the same space. And we have no competition. There's, there's no competition for what we do because there's only Greg trained and non-Greg trained. And the non-Greg trained, you might as well save your money. You get what I'm saying? But the idea is that we run in the SEALs and we run in the special operators and coppers all the time. And they can talk the talk, but they can't walk the talk. And the idea is, you're not trying to go out there and say, look what I've done. You're trying to go out there and say, you can yeah, do Yeah, look this. at what you can do. You yeah. can do this. Yeah. Look at, exactly. And that's what we were so impressed with when we saw you and Paladini and, and uh, Tom Lake and a lot of the other people that we run into. They have the ability to sit down and go, don't let – when I go into a room, I go, I'm nobody. I've never been anywhere, and I've never done anything. Now, and then I, I start that. the class. We never have a beginning yeah. of a class. We just start talking. And I tell them at the first break, if we're not what we sold you, then roll our asses out of here and, and you know, we'll refund your money. The idea is that we're not trying to hype you. We're trying to increase your human performance. Why? Because we're all in this bubble together. And guess yeah. what? The way to lock off criminals and terrorists is like, you know, it too, because you've been on every military base in the world. We've only been to 53 damn countries and everybody's got the same thing. If you see something, say something but nobody has the architecture. So what you're doing is you're creating an architecture not for uh, defense and security, but for being able to harden yourself as a target and harden this cognitively improve, improve yeah. performance so you don't hang yourself in the flipping basement. And, and there's a great appeal to that. More law enforcement people are killing themselves than are being killed by bad guys. Uh, yeah. More people that are coming out of the military are doing the same thing. Why? Because when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. And this is something. This is something other than drinking in a dingy bar or playing darts with the gutter rats that got you in trouble in the first place. And this is an amazing thing. It's low calorie, doesn't cost a lot of money. John, tell us what's an average well, tell, thing. What, how yeah, do you tell, get well, into tell, that? tell us yeah, more about the actual veterans. Yeah, path. please. I know PATH actually stands <laughs> yeah. for something and everything. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, it just get into how thing. it works. Yeah. Uh, so, Veterans Path, uh, P A T H, stands for Peace, Acceptance, Transformation, and Honor. And that's what we want to give veterans, that peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor. Um, and we typically do that through teaching either one-day, three-day, or five-day retreats. Um, and those retreats have, in the past, been in California, around the San Francisco area, down into Monterey area, kind of Carmel Valley. Um, <clears throat> we've done some in Tennessee. Those are most likely going to go away. We're looking to grow some in Colorado Springs. Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's where I'll be moving. Uh, when I retire is Colorado Springs. And that's where I've got a place for you right here at rogue manor West buddy, right here. <laughs> there you go. Put up the guy right. right behind me. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. And then we've got some, uh, retreats planned for in the next coming months here in Virginia beach area. That's great. Um, yeah. So what it costs 
for the veterans is this zero, but we are a nonprofit. Uh, the only thing that the veterans pay is to get to the retreats. And then the, we, we cover the cost of the retreats uh, through fundraising and donations. So, you know, if your listeners are looking to donate, check us out online and, uh, and oh. we'd love to <laughs> take your money and, and apply well, it to the vets. I'll so, d- yeah. I'll yeah. definitely put up, put up the link. We're going to tell that, everybody, but we're, we're going to tell everybody we know. And, and so That's what, awesome. it, so do you get like, what, what's the overall kind of, kind of vision here is just to kind of grow this, to get more involved, to build that unity, build that tribe of what you're doing. Cause there's, there's a lot of people yeah. who are either looking for something or want to get involved or are involved. And it's like, there's so much out there right now that right. it surprises me every time it just going like more people want to do something to help than, than 10 years ago or even five years ago. It's just, everyone's kind of getting on board with this. So, so what is the overall idea here and what do you guys need as an organization? So a couple of things uh, right now we are currently serving stress injured and morally injured veterans. And when I say the word veterans, I mean, people who have hung up the uniform, they're no longer in uniform. We are, needing and wanting to change that to where we serve that same population but grow scale to where we can offer it to transitioning service Mm -hmm. members Mm -hmm. because as you mentioned you know suicide amongst law enforcement officers or law enforcement um, and suicide amongst the military that's that's a problem yeah well the suicide amongst veterans after they've hung up that uniform the chance of them committing suicide actually goes up and it's we believe that it's because the stress of transition and then the feeling that they have lost a piece of their identity, they've lost their mission, they've lost their purpose when they get out. And we want to build their resilience in that transition phase. So we are working to do a strategic pivot, partner with other nonprofits and partner with the VA and with the transition assistance program to bring this to military as they're transitioning. Because if we're talking about working with stress injured, stress injured military veterans, well, hell, we're, we're all in one way or another dealing with stress, right. dealing with anxiety. I mean, there's, there are unique stresses and anxieties that come with being a military member, and there's definitely unique ones that come with a transition. And we want to enable them to kind of tap into these tools give them the proverbial extra tool in the tool bag that is going to enable them to uh, be more resilient through that process. So what do we need for that? We need money. Right. Um, So yeah, if, if there are people listening, we are uh, online at veteranspath.org forward slash donate. And that's how they can, can give back or by listening to the podcast, just hitting support on the podcast. The podcast is named veterans path and that's just me interviewing alums of our program or high-performing individuals who have used meditation and mindfulness. The intent there is to break down those stigmas that we've talked about through this, through this show. So, yeah, you've had some really, really cool people on veterans path. So I listened to the one with, uh, with Josh, um, just finished up over, yeah. over the weekend. I got to get in cause you put me in contact with him. So I got to get in touch with him. Yeah. He's super, awesome. super interesting guy. Him and I have a lot, like a lot of parallels, a lot of random weird things in life that I'm like, Oh man, I know exactly what I knew it. I knew you guys would. <laughs> he, he like totally like everything he talked about. I was like, yep, I've made that decision before. I've said that before. Yep. I know where this guy's going, but uh, yeah. super, super cool stuff uh, on there. And you're, you're, you're dealing with all 
you know, uh, elite performers, we'll put it that way. It's a general term, whatever. Yeah. Elite unit, elite guys, top, top in their game. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want anyone listening to get away from the fact that it's like, oh, that's just for these high-performing individuals. Like, right. And, right. and I've also seen a lot of people who don't realize that they are very high-performing individuals. Folks in, especially yes. like law enforcement, first responders, people who work in like ERs, like right. any high-stress job, like you're at a level now, if you've been doing it for a while and you have a really good team that you work with, like you're actually in that same category. So all of these tools can help you out or anyone out as well. And I like too how you're, you're focusing on, you know, during that transition time, because that's huge. Because if you don't have that skill set developed, uh, and then you get, you're out and you're trying to figure stuff out If you don't, you have nothing to fall back on. Right. So that's right. why, like, that's always been my biggest thing. I've told people, we got know all kinds of the big brain, smart folks who work up in Pentagon and write reports and white papers and all that <laughs> stuff. It's all good stuff. And that was my whole thing. I was like, look, you need after, if it's active duty guys or enlisted guys, then maybe there should be, Hey, you, you know, if your enlistment is four or five years, it's actually a year longer and you go to a reserve unit on active right. duty. And that is your year. You're still supporting the mission and you're learning how to transition out and how to build all these skills and do this because there needs to be that time. I, I think it's an investment, obviously, but the payoff in return is, is a, you're going to get a lot out of it. Uh, less suicide, oh, uh, yeah. uh, less healthcare costs for veterans. There's all kinds right. of things that you're going to get out of this stuff. And I think now with different, like, uh, especially like even law enforcement agencies that have wellness programs right now, that's starting to develop where they're actually getting like, like even it took a long time for the border patrol when we were working with them a couple of years ago, like, Hey, we finally got it to where we have an extra hour now a day that we're paid for that we can go to the gym that they built for us. Right. So their, nice. their PT is included because now they're saying, Oh, well, yeah, we got to get these guys in really good shape because this is going to beat them up over the years and it's going to be missed days at work. It's going to exactly. be a, a healthcare cost. It's going to be this. So this all ties into it. And, and all this mental performance stuff, is it's finally people are, are talking about it and getting coming up with a process on how to do it and, and how to relate it to people. I think it's, I think it's really awesome that, that what, what you're doing with it and where it all fits in with just performance. Yeah. It's gotta be a paradigm shift too, though. And, and John, don't think that I passed over that uh, comment that you said, if anybody is listening, make sure that you know how to click on that. I really appreciate that. It made Thanks, me feel John. good for the, for the two homeless guys that have a transistor radio in their hut, but the uh, bastards, but the, the uh, idea is that you're oh, talking about rich. a gosh darn paradigm shift. Uh, Brian, you remember back in the JTF North days when uh, uh, the thing was that uh, you, you were AWOL if you were at the gym. Uh, and, and the idea was we were trying to get people to invest and saying, hey, listen, this would really help out if we had this workout here. They're going, okay, I, I'm paying you to work. I'm not paying you to work out. And, and what they didn't understand is getting the most out of a human being is investing in the human being and investing in them in the long run, not just when they're in the military. The great thing about, like, like people would say, uh, ASAT training or combat hunter or all that other stuff, hey, you, the throughput, we got to max out at this number. We, we can't take these extra people. And it's like, look, this guy's going to be safer at the 7-Eleven on the way to work when he's getting gas, not just when he's deployed. So if you're investing, you're, you're talking about shifting the investment to the human, the asset, that's actually carrying your weapon system into combat. That's actually flying the drones to kill the bad guys. And, and, and that shift, I don't think it's fully been realized yet, but I think we're well on our way. And, and you know, the whole reason I still haven't cracked the code on LinkedIn, Marin laugh, laughs at me. I don't understand social media, all these photons moving around and stuff. I understand. <laughs> I understand it. But uh, on LinkedIn, 
everybody's trying to sell something and, and uh, no, no offense because I'm going to get knocked off of LinkedIn now, but most of it's garbage. Most of it's hyperbole. Most of it's trash. And when you're talking about, Hey, listen, I want to get this vet to a better place. I want to bring them out of that closet, out of the darkness and show them that there's a path that they can contribute to their own wellness. Oh my yeah. God, that's an amazing thing. And, and, and you just don't see it enough. You sure don't see it on the evening news. Uh, I hope we get back to that. And and every time that I see something training, I endorse it. I don't understand, but there's a little thumbs up hand. I'm hitting the hell out of that thumbs up. <laughs> trying to endorse anybody that's doing anything for our vets that's useful. And I'll tell you what, I would never give a person a handout, but I'll give you a hand up. And this is what this program's all about, is you're allowing people to to achieve the greatness that's within them. That, to, to me, that's an amazing thing. So thank you for that. And 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 all the other stuff that you're doing and your service to the country. I, I, I hope the people, the scales will fall from their eyes and they'll see that. Well, thanks brother. I appreciate that. This, uh, uh, it's great to have people like yourself and, and programs like this that are out there to support uh, organizations like veterans path. And, and then uh, thank you for your comments for, uh, and your support for my service. I appreciate that. It's been an honor to serve alongside some of the, best men and women this country has to offer and, and i would never trade it for anything so so john what do you typically do like what's your what's your daily routine for your mindfulness like how does it work for you maybe from yeah talking about like at the beginning of you kind of just getting into it and then now where you're at now because i'm sure that progression is huge over a couple of years that you've been doing right. it and really getting into it so what is it what's, sure. your, what's your daily routine at it so my practice, uh, what I found is I still use guided meditation uh, because I, I feel personally that's what I need. Some people are fine with just listening to you know a bell to start them off and wrap them up. I, I personally like guided meditation. So I use a series of different apps. Uh, I use Insight Timer. I use Calm, use Headspace, and I use uh, eMindful. But those apps, I have them sitting on the very front page of my phone. And the reason I have that is if they're sitting anywhere else and I have all my notifications and everything turned off. So there's, if those apps are sitting anywhere else besides the front page, um, when I go and get my phone in the morning to meditate to those guided meditations, I turn on my phone and there's my email and there's notifications sure. from my email yep. and social media. And, and I'll go down those rabbit holes. And before I know it, 30 minutes is burned up. And I'm like, oh, hell, now I've got to start rushing through my day. So I have those apps front page, all my notifications turned off, all those other things, social media, email, uh, you know, several pages in or several folders into my phone. And I sleep with my phone in my bedroom or sorry, in my kitchen. Uh, I have a old school alarm clock to wake me up in the morning, go, I wake up, go do my deeds, you know, use the bathroom and everything. And then I go through the kitchen, sit down in my living room and in my, I, I don't, I, I'm not very flexible anymore. So I sit in a chair and I meditate to a guided meditation on one of those apps. And I try to do 15 minutes in the morning to kind of get me set for the day. And then I try to do 15 minutes sometime after lunch to get me set for the rest of the day. What I found is meditation actually wakes me up. And if I do it um, too close to bed, then I'm, I'm like jazzed and I can't go to sleep. But if I do it in the afternoon, it wakes me up enough to make it through the day and I'm relaxed going through that day. And then when I'm done at the end of the day, I can fall asleep. 
And so it actually, it's kind of counterintuitive. And that, that's how it works for me. Some people, you know, can meditate and fall asleep. I can't. If I, if yeah. I meditate, I'll, I'll wake up. Uh, but yeah, that's my practice. You know, there's definitely days I modify that depending on what, what the day looks like. And depending on, you know, if I plan for the, the, the different things that happen, the contingencies yeah. that happen in the morning. Uh, sometimes, you know, my kids need something or, or my dog is jumping around and I can't, I can't meditate for some reason or another, but those days that I don't, those are days that I really notice that I'm more frazzled, uh, not paying as much attention, not as focused and not as productive or creative. So I definitely notice the times that I don't meditate. It took me a while to build up and figure out what right. was a benefit. Um, but if I take a couple of days off, I notice it pretty quickly. It's just like when you take a couple of days off from the gym, yep, right. you start to get out of shape a lot faster than, than you get into shape. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so true. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We went, we had to work in this thing, this traveling companion thing, because traveling was killing us. And, and the idea is that your, your life is not your own. You're spending all your time on the road. You're spending it away from your loved ones. And then you go into a high stress environment surrounded by, you know, uh, uh, just, just predatory, uh, personnel that, that are uh, at the top of their games. So you're always on, you're always on the spotlight. And there's no time to relax. And, and, and the idea is that Brian and I, uh, uh made this, and obviously when Shelly and Martin are, uh, with us on the road, we made this pack. Okay. Listen, we're going to take care of each other. Uh, we're going to make sure that we're good to each other when we're traveling. We're going to hit the gym. We're going to stay at places that have a gym. We're going to go to Whole Foods and we're going to get some desserts uh, uh, and throw them away. And we're going to fill our gosh damn cooler with salads. Uh, and we're going to nice. make sure that we've got. And, and the idea is that that we're challenging each other all the time. So Parkour Boy over here is always working out. And even <laughs> like now in San Diego, you know, his morning routine, get up at four, hit the dumpsters before they're emptied, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Get my breakfast for guy, lunch right? later. But right. the idea is that once you balance that, once you start setting your life up that way, the architecture becomes easy to follow. So uh, Shelly, my little drill instructor, the CEO of our company, uh, she's switched on all the time. So 4 a.m., she's up, second pot of coffee, let's do this. Well, that's killing me. So what I got to do is I got to find a way to decompress. So I got the bathroom book a technical book that I go in and I read a couple of pages, whether I want to or not. I get down and, you know, hit the treadmill. And now I'm reading on the treadmill while I'm listening to a song and doing something. Then it's going to, if I don't do that, uh, then I, uh, I can't function. And, and I know yeah. it sounds bad, but, but 10 years ago, I, I wasn't doing that at all. It was like, Hey, don't worry about it. You know, uh, uh, Papa, a rock star or, or those damn rippets. You remember the rippets? Your eyes are like, and you're, you're, you're a, a, a green those. neon yeah. light, you know, at night. But, uh, so, so I, I love that you learn to thrive and be who you are because the, the problem is that the road becomes you, your, your last mission, your, your mission set becomes you and, and you become it. And, and so it's not healthy. It, it's just not healthy in the long run. It's, yeah. yeah, there's, there's a, I it's the same way. It's like, I got and I got to tell my wife this too. It's like the whole, Hey man, hey physician heal thyself. Like you have to focus on yourself first before you can help anyone else. Right. Before you're gonna get going, like if you're not good, it's, and I always give the analogy, what do they say on the airplane? If the, if the, if the masks I, come I down, the and, same one, man. yeah, it's you, you put it on analogy. who you put on yourself yeah. first and then yeah. the child, then anyone else. Like second part of that is problems don't get easier to solve at 30,000 yeah. feet. You yeah. know? So solve them <laughs> but, before you get up there. Right. Right. 
yeah, but it, and but that goes into a lot of folks who, like who don't have that military training of like T triple C of medical stuff. It's like, look, man, like you got to take care of yourself and then worry about other people. And like, no, that's yeah. absurd. Like, yeah, yeah, suppressive firepower first, and then we'll yeah. get to the bleeding people. It's if people don't have that training or understand that concept. But but I always do that, and it's like, and I know there's like I get up early just because I'm up early, and I'm going to do it anyway, and that's what's going to happen. Well, the train just, comes by, <laughs> rattles your tent, you know, so it rattles the cardboard box, <laughs> exactly, and then it gets me out. But same thing, it's it's I'd rather like it's actually funny how people are like, well, you know, you're getting less sleep. It's like, yeah, but that extra fifteen or thirty minutes yep. or forty five or an hour you have in the morning for yourself to focus on just you is far more it's going to pay off for you greater than it is oh, than just yeah. laying there and hitting the snooze button or something because that's my wife she's like how are you so motivated they'll get up i was like whoa whoa whoa! this has nothing to do with motivation and it's all about <laughs> discipline thank god i have discipline because otherwise like when your alarm goes off at quarter exactly. five, you don't want to get out of bed i was like no that's ridiculous i want to get back under the covers <laughs> and she's like why do you every day you do it though i was like yeah i know because i have to because someone's going to yep. kill me if i don't like, i was like i'll get into that later but i go back to the 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 meditation stuff, I, I used to try, I tried that stuff before, it was years ago, but like, and it didn't, it was hard for me because at first it was like, it was difficult. And then I'm like, so now it became a challenge. Now I'm like, no, I can do it. I'm going to meditate harder. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not how it works. But I was yeah. telling you when we talked, I did the, the, the Wim Hof, the breathing stuff and, and that yeah. will clear your mind and you wake up in the morning and do that. And you're just like, and I'm moving. And I tried to, we talk about like, cause we get it into like the cold water stuff or, or cold exposure. And I was like, yeah. You asked me if I did it. I was like, yeah, I try. I go out on the deck and do the Wim Hof breathing <laughs> exercise, but it's it's only 48 degrees is the coldest it gets. So it's not yeah. really cold weather. And uh, same thing with like the shower. I was like, oh, people take cold showers. I was like, yeah, I try. It just, it doesn't get very cold out here. But but there's, there's yeah. techniques and it's more about the process of doing it and getting involved and just taking 10 minutes exactly. out of your day to focus on yourself in the morning. And once people see that- Invest in you. The, the benefits of doing that every day, even just for the a work week from Monday through Friday, if you get up 15 minutes early, you pound a bottle of cold water, and then you do a breathing exercise or a meditation exercise, you'd be amazed by the end of the week how different you feel. It's huge. It's huge, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, my wife, uh, I love her to death. She is a high-functioning person, high-performing individual, but she gets up 15 minutes before she's out the door. And that's how she functions. Hey, whatever. I cannot do that, man. I need a couple of hours before I'm on the road getting out and doing stuff. And, and you know, that, that entails getting some time in the gym, doing some meditation, maybe doing some journaling um, and, and just clearing my head before the day starts. Uh, yeah, man, that, that miracle morning. I need that before the day starts. Sure. So where, where do you, and, and this is uh, uh, the Mobius loop of Greg questions. My, my thing is, I know who I reach out for when I need help. I need, I, I, I need help a lot. I'm a, I'm a fragile little snowflake. And so uh, I rely ego. a lot, I, I, honest to God, they, my ecosystem is like a Fabergé egg. And uh, uh, people have to hold gloves. It's like holding the Stanley Cup, you know. Uh, so constantly, I'm firing these daggers off at Marin, no matter where Marin is. And uh, his little ass is on fire, running around. He's got to call me and go, "Stop," you know. Uh, but I'm 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 fully uh, uh, willing and able to to leech off of my kids and my wife and my best friends, uh, and and take 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 because I need that sometimes, you know. 
but I'm always there if they need yeah. something too. Okay. Yeah. Anything that they need, nothing's out of bounds. You always got a place at Rogue Manor West. I'm always going to be on that phone. And, and what about you? What, what about JM? What do you see? How do you, how do you uh, weather those tough days? Cause they're not all wavy gravy and chili Palmer. <laughs> Man, I love you guys. You guys crack me up. Um, yeah. Uh, no, my, my wife is uh, my rock uh, for most everything. Um, great. But I have found, I have found that there are times when what I want to share, I have to share with a brother in arms. Yeah. Um, and I really noticed it here since I've been working with Veterans Path. I love the work that I do. It's, it's still service in another way. So sure. I'm still serving, but I'm not in uniform. Um, but what I found was because most of my work, when I'm not um, doing a retreat or working directly with Veterans Path, I'm working out of a co-working space. And um, I mean, that's where this podcast booth is that I'm talking to you guys from. But I'm not part of a team anymore. Yeah. And and uh, I just joined this uh, uh, group. It's the Honor Foundation. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. familiar yeah, with yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going through a cohort right now with the Honor Foundation. Nice. And nice. yeah, it's, it's great. And my wife was like, well, why do you need them? I was like, well, I feel like I've lost my brotherhood. And this is a way for me to talk to, to people who are going through the same process as I am at the same time I am. And I'm, and I'm able to talk with them about that. So uh, I guess, Greg, to answer your question, my wife, for the most part, is who I lean on. But then there's certain things that are unique uh, that I have to share with, uh, with brothers. And my wife, she's former Navy. Um, she was a physician assistant in the Navy, orthopedic physician assistant. And now she's an orthopedic physician assistant on the outside of the Navy. Nice. So when I talk to her about transition, She's like, transition was not that hard. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're... Well, <laughs> How many people do you meet that you want to choke because they yeah. had it at hello, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, you, your, you got... your skills yeah. translated directly. Exactly. Like, there's only a small amount of things yeah. I can do, and it involves going to bad places and yeah. having guns. Like, you just, yeah. right. you just step right. out and get hired. Like, yeah. a great paying job, yeah. probably. Yeah. Too. It's, it's, it's the exact same job. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, and, and I don't, and quite honestly, I don't want to do the exact same job. Right. right. I've been doing the same job for 20 something years. Exactly. And I'm ready to do something different. So, transition is stressful. So, I'm, I am leaning on, as far as transition, I'm leaning on people. We're going through transition, uh, brothers and sisters. When I said brothers, That's brothers great. and sisters who are going through transition simultaneously. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's, that, that's, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with the, with the honor foundation. Um, and I know he's also familiar with the 12 step program, but, uh, no, <laughs> the honor, the honor foundation is doing great stuff. Yeah. That's, that's really, yeah, they are. no. And that's, we, we get, it's finding that, finding that kind of tribe, that group again, and, yep. and is, is tough. And I, I, I've done it. I've been fortunate enough that over the years, like, you know, i yeah, I got out of the Marine Corps a while ago, but then I continued working for the Marine Corps. Then I started doing some overseas yeah. contracting and doing this. Sure. And then you go down that rabbit hole and now you're sitting in a country in the middle going like starting a war in another country going, how the <laughs> hell did I get here? Like, what am I doing with my life? I need to, okay, like let's pull, let's pull back the reins here a little bit. What yeah. is actually going on? Where is this leading? But, but you know, you, you do all that stuff, but it's finding that group and, and, um, what I was good about forcing myself to do, and it goes back to the, you know, get, get comfortable being uncomfortable is, is make friends with and be 
insert myself into a group that I otherwise wouldn't have that don't have the same background. And I found luckily uh, linked up with guys, this is years ago who they owned and ran a CrossFit gym and were competitive yeah. athletes and were stud dudes and did not have any military background, no family in the military, nothing. And, but we used that link and I became great friends with them and their family. They have like what I call, they're like normal human beings. So, <laughs> so, so they I'm don't like, live on the island. I'm of like, yeah, look exactly. at all these, look at all these normals I'm friend with. Right. I'm fitting in, you know what I mean? But like, it was that getting in, involved in that, but, but there always is that there's when, when things get tough for me or got tough in those certain times, like there's just certain things I'm never going to be able to talk to them about or relate to them about. Yeah. And so I yep. always kept that, you know, still working with guys where, you know, like we're all prior military that you can say and do anything. Yep. It's not going to be off limits. It's never going to be too far. In fact, it, the, the goal is to see how far you can take it. So, so, you, but, yep. but that, I think that balance um, was important because if you just stay in the camp of guys who are just talking, like we're still in the team, we're still doing this, like your, your baseline for what normal society is gets shifted because you still think that's normal. <laughs> you have to balance it with something yeah. else. Otherwise you're just going to be completely nuts. And like, exactly. I, I, that's one way, but, but yeah, it's finding that, finding that group or the way to fit in is like, it's weird. Even out here, like I had problems years ago where I was just like, dude, like, I don't understand how do normal humans operate? Like, how do I talk to another <laughs> human being? Well, we talk about that now. Mar Marin imitates a, a real boy. Do you get what I'm <laughs> I mimic. <laughs> I mimic human emotion. Behavior. Mimic running human. around in his child's small jacket. And, yeah. uh, it's we, we try lock. to get him to, exactly. We try to get him to have a soul, but we're not there yet, Marin. Yeah. A couple more years. I'm yeah. like a real child. <laughs> I've learned a lot doing these podcasts, Greg. So, yeah, yeah. From well, other... hey, and that's, that's the other thing, John. Uh, uh, the podcast is a new way of reaching out. I know nothing. I know nothing about marketing. I don't know nothing about that. I'm the best in the world at human behavior, pattern recognition analysis. The rest of my life is a mess. It's true. Uh, but thank, that is thank, absolutely true. Thank, thank God Marin's got the idea for the pod and left it. Greg was hilarious. We all laughed and it's reaching people. And I know you're on a lot of pods, but I hope in some small way, this was different enough that we did. We moved that, that bubble. We moved the fight forward a little bit and took it to yeah. the enemy. And, and, and I, I certainly hope you'll keep in touch with it specifically since you're yeah. coming to Colorado Springs. We're only a, yeah, a he's couple only of miles away in Gunnison. You know what I'm miles. saying? A yeah. couple miles. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, a... Yeah. <laughs> It's like a relative. Couple six hours. hour drive through a Jump pass. In. Hey, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta meet a guy. He's gonna ask you three questions. Then you like Yukon like, Cornelius. Yeah. So no, the 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 one sixtieth soar uh, trains right here at the uh, at the airport oh, yeah. all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. Just grab onto the skid and have him bump you off. But uh, I'll, I'll wave. You know what I'm saying? You, Charlie and I will pop smoke. But no, you gotta you gotta come on more because you're fun yeah. to listen to. You're fun to talk to, and you bring a lot to the fight. I uh, don't know if we're doing any good because uh, the two listeners that we got uh, have two, to go and take turns on the phone. Uh, uh, but the idea, he still doesn't yeah. understand how people even – he thinks people listen to podcasts over the I radio. I have a rotary phone. No, like well, how, does, how do I listen to it? I'm like, don't worry <laughs> about it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not even on our own – on I, the website. I, I, I'm stymied by our own website. I have no idea how to log in until I get angry and I just go sit in a corner. And that's I sent, like, I sent you him, just need to meditate. I, I sent him. I sent him. <laughs> exactly. a, I sent him a Google Docs to where he can write uh, a blog post, and it's actually going nowhere. It's just never left his actual computer. <laughs> but he thinks stay busy. He thinks and I'm people not are angry. out there reading it. Exactly. So, so, so we call that lessons learned, and Marin, uh, there, there really isn't. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, no, we, we appreciate it, John. And I appreciate you coming on and just talking about everything, man, your experiences and your own and, and different setbacks and how this stuff helps. Cause that's where, yep. we, I mean, you know, it's how it's where you learn, you learn in those yeah, old yeah. times. And if you can Good sit news. there, yeah. But if you can sit there during those times and go, all right, this is, this is one of those times like this, this, this shit sucks right now. My life is, is in a difficult spot. So I'm just going to put on me and get out of it. Like if you can get in that area where, you know, yep. you're one of those times, man, you, you can, you can push through and all these skills, especially what you learn in the military. It's not articulated to us very clearly just how much you actually learn. Cause our big whole, our thing is, is, you know, there's a difference between education and training. And what you're talking about is a training plan. Training changes yep. behavior, right? You can read yep. all you want about working mm-hmm. out, but it ain't going to, ain't going to increase <laughs> your, your, your power clean at all. You know? Yeah. So you got to get in there and move it. But, but that training is where it's at. And, and since your whole military career is just one training event after another, followed by real ones, followed by more training. Um, yeah pick up so much tacit knowledge in there that I don't think is get, we haven't got good at clearly articulating to veterans right. getting out, especially like, look, man, this is how much, you know, this is how you utilize those lessons learned those and those skills, skills transfer. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 exactly. and how to use that just to be a better person in life. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all that stuff that you learn in boot camp or, or life lessons, that's it. Like, you yeah. know, clean your room means clean your room means keep a good house in order. Maybe like, bad. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So, so, you know, that's, that, that stuff that can be carried forward. So I appreciate you yeah. coming on and sharing how, how it works for you and, and what you're doing, man. It's awesome. So. Hey guys, uh, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. This has been a, an absolute blast. It, it definitely is different than a lot of podcasts that I've been on. Uh, my face freaking hurts from laughing and <laughs> smiling. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, Cause uh, laughter is one of the best medicines out there. So uh, yeah, I've definitely uh, got my dose for the day. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Great time. I think you guys are the first podcast to get the story of my bro- ex brother in law out uh, on the on a podcast. So it'll be interesting to see how but that plays. You don't know this, uh, but uh, Marin's looked him up, and we got him on our next. He's podcast. calling in right now. <laughs> we <laughs> hang on. Where we hang up with you, and it's called that bastard threatening. Me. Uh, He's gonna go. Let me tell you what really happened. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, John. Thank you so much. That's great. And thanks everyone. Right, guys. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks. Don't forget, uh, training changes behavior. Thanks for tuning in, folks. If you would like some more information about what we talked about today, you can head to the Left of Greg Patreon site where we've added some more information about what we discussed, as well as some examples of how you can practically apply some of the lessons learned. Please remember to tell your friends about the show and follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. Thanks again and be safe.